when I popped off Then your girl gave me just a little bit of lot chop Baby so cold, he from the north, he from the Canada Bank roll so low, I got nothing else that I can withdraw Ran up the door, I shot my wrist, it go like sha 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 and we're live. Welcome to the Bro Nurse Podcast. This is episode... Oh, I forgot. Today... Eight. It's an episode. <laughs> we're recording an episode. Today on the podcast, we have <coughs> CRNA versus... Bum, 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 nurse practitioner. It's about to fucking go down. So, in the red corner. In the red corner. <laughs> weighing in at, how much you weigh, Javi? 160... 75. 75. <laughs> <laughs> we have CRNA student Javi. What's up, what's up? And in the blue corner. We will not talk about how much I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> the undefeated. <laughs> we have Ashley... Nurse practitioner extraordinaire. So today I, we are doing a special episode to kind of explore the pathways between CRNA and APRN and see kind of uh, kind of the pros and cons of each of them and do a little Q&A sesh for the people that have been asking about it and kind of, you know, find a little bit of more information. Right, guys? Let's do it. A little bit of information. And also talk shit about some other stuff that's probably going on. Obviously. Let's do it. So, guys, what's up? Javi, how you been, bro? Good, man. Doing really well. Finally going back to clinicals a few times a week, so ah. it's going good. Noise, noise. Ash, how you been? Good. I worked yesterday. Got my ass kicked yeah. all damn day. I was in Ronaville, USA. You guys had a Verona zone? I, I, well, no. It was like, yeah, it was the Rona zone, and it was nonstop all day long and every single patient was positive so <clears throat> it was That's great crazy. It was i remember great. those days it's so funny like everybody in florida now like all my friends in, in in florida that are nurses and they're like oh my god like everybody's positive this is happening this is happening i'm like <laughs> i went through that man like that's crazy <laughs> Like, and it's so funny now because like, we don't get any positive patients anymore. Like, I mean, it's like so rare yeah. when we swab somebody and it comes back positive, but it's like, damn dude, it's so crazy that just like, you know, a couple miles down south, everybody's just like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's, been, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, been, it's been something else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally none of my patients yesterday were like even on nasal cannula. Like everybody was either on a non-rebreather, high flow or bypass. Damn. Damn. It was a shitty thing. Oh, oh, and then they guess they just decided that we were going to start putting Rona patients in the hall. So that's always. Oh, good. dude, I, I went through this. So <laughs> I went through all of this. Okay. Like okay. I had such an issue at this hospital that I worked at over here <laughs> in Virginia. When I, I brought it up to my managers up here, they were like, yeah, this is just the new normal. You're just going to have to get used to it. I'm like, well, fuck, man. This person's like squirting Rona all over the fucking hallway, <laughs> dude. Like it's fucking coughing and shit. That's my favorite. That's my favorite phrase, man. The new normal. I fucking hate when people say that. That's the truth, though, bro. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I can't squirt. It, man. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite phrase. A squirt and Rona. I fucking love that shit. Love fucking squirt no, and Rona. Man. But yeah, no, dude. I, I hate the new norm. It sucks. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, the good thing is that it really didn't last that long. You know, we probably had like maybe a consecutive month of it, of like yeah. real, really being inundated with like positive patients everywhere and most of them were were just fine you know with your occasional the, the good thing about florida now is like that you we've come so far in testing and like identification of um factors that exacerbate COVID 19 that it's kind of like i feel like at least my homies in florida are kind of have a little bit of an advantage being like kind of late to the ball game on on that because now they know about like the interleukin six you know, and they know about the, um, the, what markers to look for, you know, when I first started, it was like, people were having like elevated D dimers. And I was like thinking that everybody was like having PEs and shit, you know, that was like, that's one of the, the markers for COVID here in the ER that we test for everybody gets, everybody gets a dimer when they were coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's just cool that like you cool. know, there's like cool, there's like things now, you know. So you guys know there's a little bit more. No, no, but you guys, you guys, kind of, it sucked for you guys because you, not only did you not know what to do, you didn't know what not to do. So a lot of times, with things that we thought were good, actually mm-hmm. was making them worse off. So yeah, like of, fucking what kind of mask to wear or like how to get yeah. on up and shit. And it <laughs> basically no, and as far as like treating them, throwing them on the ventilator right away, and a lot yeah. of times they were noticing that that was not good for them at all yeah that's what we had michael munoz on one of respiratory therapists was talking about that how when they started Mm -hmm. they were ventilating everybody because their blood gases look so bad and then they found that like just um like bipap and high flow nasal cannula was like the shit like high flow being like the the treatment of choice even if their fucking oxygenation looks like total tank yeah that's the thing too because i had a guy that came in yesterday and his stats were like 70 something Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah no i just I don't know. I just don't feel great. I'm like, do you feel short of breath? He's like, not really. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're setting 70, sir. Sir, this is really very concerning. And I am very uncomfortable with this. This is not conducive with this life. Doesn't make me happy. I'm like, so you're not short of breath? No. You have no chest pain? No. I'm like, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> very interesting, sir. Yeah, it's wild. Sats dude. the fuck out of here. That's wild, man. Yeah. So guys, I pulled I pulled the internet as I do with my Instagram followers. Pulled the audience. So I like to use I like to take advantage of my Instagram followers as much as I possibly can. In case you guys are wondering. Them. Use and abuse. Cause you know I have some access, so I like to pull the, the audience for some question questions. So I'm gonna pull up some questions that we got. I'm what you would call an influencer. An influencer. Jesus Christ. I saw I saw a fucking uh, a funny meme, dude. It was like a little virus cell. And then he was like, he had like a, a camera with him. And he goes, I'm an Instagram influenza. <laughs> so dumb. It <laughs> was fucking yeah. good, dude. It was good. Do, do you got a little check mark next to your name, Scott? Or are you not there on that level yet? You got to be famous for that shit, bro. <laughs> I don't get that. So the answer is fucking no. The answer is no. <laughs> I'm not famous for anything, but you know what's gonna happen, dude. One day, our fucking podcast is gonna blow the fuck up. We're gonna get acquired by Barstool Sports, and we're gonna get a fucking check mark. We're all gonna get check marks. I'm down for that. We're all gonna have <laughs> fucking check marks, dude. We're gonna be checked as fuck. Checked AF. But anyway, so I pulled some questions from our Instagram followers, and I wanted to present them to you guys. I have some stats here also to kind of warm, warm us up to it real quick. Oh, yeah, get us warm. So I have some nurse practitioner to CRNA side-by-side statistics. Statisticians. So as of right now, the number of practicing nurse practitioners in the United States is 166,280, according to the Bureau of Labor, of Labor Statistics. Ooh, that's it. CRNAs, there are 42,620. Uh, the median... Annual salary for a nurse practitioner is one hundred and three thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. The median annual salary for CRNA, which is they're gonna win this one, guys, oh, one hundred and sixty-five thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Expected like job growth, however, expected job growth for nurse practitioners, thirty-six percent. Expected job growth for CRNA, only sixteenth percent. Except not when the Rona is out and about because <laughs> <laughs> right now it's tough. Ain't nobody making money. <laughs> so um, we'll start with the first one. So CRNA takes this one. Um, there are less CRNAs, so I'm going to give the CRNA a win in this category um, because if there's less of them, then that means we need more, right? Right, Javi? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Less, and you need more. And there's more available. More job availability. So that's how we're going to do it. I'm going to do with the statistical point, the question. Okay. And then we'll whoever wins gets that category to talk about it. Oh, great. Sounds so good. I'll be silent the whole time. Awesome. <laughs> no, you win. It. Actually, Ashley, nurse practitioner wins a lot. Um, so, so CRNA wins the first category. So Javi wins this category. 46,620 CRNAs practicing versus 166,000. What do you think about that, Javi? So, I mean, I think it's it's obviously known mm-hmm. that there's less CRNAs out there and there's more demand for CRNAs out there just because there's less of them available. Mm-hmm. 
obviously that means that usually when you come out the gate, you're probably going to get an opportunity or more opportunity to get a, a job right out of school as opposed to a nurse practitioner. I'm sure Ashley can attest to that. Yeah, Because you, you, you had just graduated. Have you passed your boards yet, Ashley? Yeah, I took boards in January, and I graduated in May, so. Yeah. So ask, it's, me I mean, it's, it's, an, ask me if I have an MP job yet. <laughs> it's tough, <laughs> and that's and that's how you graduated with FMP and a Q, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you did the dual the dual program. Imagine those that just have a Q or just have FMP. They obviously are confined to whatever specialty they go into. So you'll find a lot of people going back, and since they can't find a job, as a, as a whether it's an FMP or an acute, they'll go back and they'll go back and get their their uh, FMP or their acute, whichever one they don't have, to give them a better chance to get a job. And so usually for us, like I, I think I've mentioned it before, a lot of times we pretty much have jobs before we even graduate. And so like you really have that the opportunities there to get those those jobs and to to make that to make that money. Why do you make suppose there's more there's uh, less CRNAs if it's like kind of a uh... Why do you suppose there's less? I mean, there's definitely a lot more requirements that go into going, C, going into doing CRNA. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not downplaying nurse practitioner or what it does to, to go into nurse practitioner, but there's definitely a lot of caveats that, that go with, or stigmas, I guess, that go with CRNA school. You, have, you can't work for two and a half to three years. The programs that I've known are a lot more expensive than nurse practitioner schools or certain nurse practitioner programs. What's it called? The more... Well, there's a lot of horror stories and a lot of um, negative connotations as far as the schooling of it and how difficult it is and going to clinicals and all that stuff. And, I mean, that's that's really the most of it, the fact that you have to go and get your ICU experience and jump through a few different hoops, take your GRE, mm -hmm. um, do other things like that that make the path to getting to CRNA. And then once you're actually in the programs, like there's a bunch of things that drive people away. So I feel like that's that's probably a big factor that has to play into it. Right. That kind of leads me a little bit into our next question here with the CRNA. Obviously, 165,120 annual salary versus the nurse practitioner 103. I mean, that's a that's another L, Ashley. I know. God. <laughs> More money. More money. I know. But I mean, thing, like, that's <sighs> what's up. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of liability that comes with it too. So like it's it's not it's not easy. Yeah, you're getting paid, but you also have to worry about the liability that comes with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so. I think also, too, like, as far as choosing and why there may be more or less, et cetera, um, obviously, anesthesia is very focused. I mean, anesthesia is anesthesia. Like, there's... Right. That, that is a very defined box, I feel like. So, if you don't like anesthesia or you... That's just, like, not your thing, then, of course... I feel like there's probably more people that are inclined to do NP versus CRNA just because of that. Like for mm -hmm. me, for example, obviously I had to decide as well, like, what do I want to do? Um, I shadowed a CRNA um, actually for like two or three shifts and I followed her around. I went in the OR with her and all that stuff. And honestly, she was a great CRNA. Like, I've met a lot of really amazing CRNAs and they love their job. They crush it. Like they do amazing. And I was like far more interested in what was going on on the other side of that curtain, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like separates the, like the head of the bed from the surgery, the procedure. And I just right. kind of thought to myself, like, this just isn't my thing. It's just not for me. I'm not interested in it. And, and yeah, the money is amazing. And that was kind of the, only reason I was considering it at that point. And I'm like, ugh, if this is like, the only reason I'm considering it, I probably shouldn't do it just for the money. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So for me, that was why I personally chose otherwise is because it, I just realized it wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't my thing. And, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. So that's kind of why I chose the MP route. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, CRA there's route. a lot of autonomy and there's a lot of uh, flexibility and the direction you can take uh, your nurse practitioner license, you know, you like, there's so many fields. Uh, I've worked with, um, at, at one of the hospitals, when I worked in the ICU, I've worked with pulmonology APRNs that freaking more knowledgeable than, than, you know, the pulmonologists that they work with. Like some of the, like, I mean, people that they, these guys have, uh, guys and girls have like the level of understanding of, of like just a critical care, you know, physician, like, uh, like leaps and bounds like and I remember I, when I was thinking I was considering doing the whole nurse practitioner pathway 
I remember this one nurse practitioner who worked with this pulmonology group and this dude was a fucking stud, dude. And I was just like, dude, I want to be just like that guy, man. Like he fucking knew everything. Like people would call him before they would call the pulmonologist that he worked with, you know? And he just knew everything, dude, about every patient. He just like knew head to toe everything about the patient. He knew exactly what they needed on their ventilator. Like it, it was just like really, really impressive. So... Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Like, you, there's a lot, there's a lot of autonomy and being a nurse practitioner versus being a CRNA. CRNA is very focused. You get, you get a very specialized pathway, and that's where you're at. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I agree 100 percent with what Ashley says. Like, it's not for everybody, and that's obviously the money. If the only, if the only reason you're doing something is for the money, then you're not doing the right thing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so you have to love it, and you have to really have a passion for it, and. And if you don't, and all you're doing is for the money, then you're going to be miserable because you have no passion, you have no drive. So mm-hmm. why are you going to do it? You're not going to put yourself through that program. You're not going to put yourself through the shit to get to the money if the money is your only driving factor. So I mean, I definitely see what I definitely agree with, with what she's saying because there's a bunch of people who shadow CRNAs, and, and not everybody loves it. Not everybody has that that drive, that that passion for it, like yeah. like like we do, obviously. And my girlfriend's one of them. Like my girlfriend, same thing. She's she did, just doesn't like it. She does not like anesthesia, and and she is doing the nurse practitioner route because that's that's her passion. That's what she wants to do. Yeah. And like you said, there's there's a lot more things that you can do outside of, like to say you're a nurse practitioner, you can be a derm nurse practitioner, a pulmonary nurse practitioner. You can work cardiothoracic surgery in the OR perform, or helping with the surgeries. Like there's so many different things and so many different avenues that you can go with nurse practitioner. And, and I definitely I agree with what she's saying that just because that, that the hardships and whatever it does to, t- to get through CRNA doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only thing that's driving people away. Some people, it's, it's just not for them, and yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah, I understand what you're saying when it comes to the money. You know, but me personally, I mean, I'm going to follow the money. Cause <laughs> Scott's like, I don't give a fuck about my passion. They say, like, just gonna... they say like money can't buy you happiness, but money can buy you a jet ski. It can buy you a lot of shit. It can buy you a jet ski. <laughs> and I've never seen anyone not smiling on a jet ski. <laughs> you ever try to fucking ride a jet ski and not smile? It's poss- it's impossible. I'm just kidding. No, oh, follow your passion, guys. Follow your dreams. <laughs> follow your dreams. But low-key, I'm not. I won't. But low-key, I'm gonna do what I want. I won't, but you you can. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do as I do. <laughs> but uh, so this is another. Here's another one. Um, so availability, ease of entry is what they call it. Um, for each each field. So. Uh, with there being 350 nationally recognized um, academic institutions that offer NP programs in the United States, and only 120 uh, CRNA programs, so a and lot the easier. Programs I feel like are typically a lot smaller. Like their class sizes, I feel like are usually. A lot. I mean, I'm not a CRNA student, so I don't know, but I would assume. I mean, I just had a friend that I uh, got into CRNA school uh, this week. Uh, for the fall, so, or actually, I'm sorry, not for the fall, for the spring, so, um, and she told me, I think they accepted, like, 45 people into the class or something like that, so, I mean, to me, yeah, that's usually. a pretty small, that's a pretty small class size. Yeah, um, so this, this one uh, is a win in the NP category, uh, a lot more, a lot more available programs mm-hmm. for Easier nurses. ease of entry. Ease of entry, and also um, more flexibility with the programs. A lot of the programs, there's a lot of, um, there are several all online programs that work really well with working professionals. I know CRNA school, you have to, for mo- the, the hearsay is that you can't work, you have to be so focused, it's a really difficult curriculum. Um, with a nurse practitioner, having more flexible classy, classes and more flexible learning, that's definitely a win in that category, guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I can speak to that, obviously. I just went through it, but. Um, so as far as like class size and stuff too, I think and accessibility, like how easy it is to get in, et cetera, it's just going to depend on where you're applying, obviously. I mean, there's of course variability in everything. Like if you're applying uh, like an online only program, of course, those are going to be really attractive to a lot of people. Like I know a ton of people that did like online programs. Um, I know a lot of people, obviously, if you're going to like a private school, it's going to be super expensive. Sometimes they're harder to get into, et cetera. Um, and so on and so forth. And then dependent upon your specialty, like your class sizes, your class going to be 
really big? Is it going to be small? Like my specialties class was, I think, like 23 people. Um, but for like family, um, it was a lot bigger program. And it's definitely going to depend on competitiveness, depending on how, what specialty you go into. So like for family, I think it's more competitive sometimes to get in, which was interesting to me, but it's more competitive um, because so many people want to do it. So I didn't really think about it that way, but I, I think FMP is pretty attractive to people because they, they you can do so many different things with it um, that a lot of people want to do the program and it's actually uh, can be c quite competitive, I guess, to get in. Um, and then some of the other specialties that, like for example, like I did acute family and ER, so there's not that many, I think there's like six or seven programs in the US that do, um, the ENP, FNP, or EMP acute care, like the ones that have like the dual program or a triple program. So those are gonna be obviously different for as admissions. It's not gonna be um, as easy, I feel like maybe to get into like another program that's like all online or just like one specialty, et cetera. Um, but sometimes the programs that have multiple specialties aren't as attractive to people. They're like, I don't wanna fucking do that. I don't wanna do more than one thing. Like, why the fuck would I wanna put myself through more school and like more stuff? Like I have no intention of being in the hospital or I have no intention of being outpatient ever. Mm -hmm. So I only picked that because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I wanna do with my life. So I'm gonna do it all and then I'll figure it out. True that. So. I barely wanna do one degree. What makes you think I wanna do three? <laughs> exactly. I know, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. Um, all right. So, moving along to the next one, how about gender bias in each field? So, nurse practitioners, eight percent of nurse practitioners were men, and for CRNAs, approximately forty percent. Even though males comprise less than ten percent of the nursing community. So. Damn. I mean, technically. Do a lot of men in your program, Javi? Yeah, it's definitely a lot more balanced than when we were in nursing school. Like, I I think I was maybe one of five or six guys in our program, right, Scott? Something like that? Like, maybe yeah. ten guys in the program? Yeah, we were living and large back then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> here, uh, here it's definitely a lot more balanced out. Like, there's, I, I'm not sure, I can't really say whether there's more girls or more guys, but it's definitely a lot more more even, more balanced out. More better, more even. More dudes. Yeah. I think that's a money thing. I think dudes just chase the money more. You also got to think, I guess, family might have to play a role, too, because I guess a lot of times, not to say that women belong home or anything like that, but, you know, like they oh have God, families and Javi. stuff, so they don't. There is, a, there, is a traditional, there is a traditional gender bias. You can't, it's, you know, it is it's, what it is. It's, some it people, is what it is. Some people Welcome think to that, the bro nurse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, some it's, people think that it's, that's fine. You know, people have very traditional ideals and exactly. they live that way. You know, that's fine. I'm just exactly. with you guys. So, it's okay. No need to get defensive. You belong okay. in the kitchen, Ashley. Get the fuck out of the hospital. <laughs> you don't want me in the kitchen. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, like a lot of people, especially like, I guess nowadays you're seeing CRNA, like people going into the CRNA program a lot younger. Like there's definitely a lot of people in their late 20s, early 30s in my program, then there are people older. Mm -hmm. And obviously nowadays people are waiting to have kids. People are waiting to get married. So mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot more, it's a, it's a lot more mixed. And so anyways, for I guess the whole gender thing, like you know how it is, man. Once you get a family, a lot of times, whether it's the man or the female, like they like to stay home and they want to be with the kids and they don't want to have to go through a program like that where you can't work for three for three years, where it, it, it takes up a lot of your time and it takes up a lot of your your life because you basically have to put your families on the back burner and whether it's guy whether it's girl you, you have to do it equally and so if, I mean I don't know if this is the case but from what I understand people are are more inclined to stay home with the families or I mean I don't know maybe they are girls maybe they're not but I don't know. He's I mean, trying to be know. political. He's trying to be political. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to. He's backpedaling. He's backpedaling. This is what I'm I like to say. To Whenever I say me. something that's like really going to be kind of like <laughs> perceived difficultly, difficultly, dif with some difficulty. It will not be perceived well. <laughs> I always say, you know, the traditional, uh, the traditional role, the traditional ideology. You know, that's yeah, unfortunately I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, 
you know, and that's, that is what it is. It is what it is. That's the, not, in the United States, women um, traditionally, over the, in the history of the United States, objectively, have been, um, you know, like the idea of being like a stay-at-home parent or like a homemaker, yeah. housewife, whatever you want to call it. I was watching uh, the uh, what's the the grocery store where they where they the game show from like the eighties where they go in the fucking push the grocery cart and they have to like fill it up with as much shit. Never heard it's, of that. It really. just came out on Netflix. You're going to see it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It I just came out. About, but I have no idea what it's called. They just released the whole seasons on Netflix. Are women really good at it? No, but it's funny because it, this lady's <laughs> like, I am a, um, she's like, I'm a, um, what she call herself? Like a uh, homemaking engineer or something like that. What is that? She's, she's like, I'm a homemaking engineer. And then I was like, what the fuck is that? So I had to Google it and it's like, oh, that's what housewives, like some people that were out, like, you know, stay at home oh, moms. That's like the new. Yeah, that's what they called themselves in like the eighties, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So, uh, so but yeah, I'm, like traditionally the back you to know, me in the kitchen and back to Ashley in the kitchen. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my house is kind of dirty. If you'd like to come over here and clean it up a little bit, maybe you and uh, Issa could have like one of your um, you know Tupperware Tupperware parties or whatever you ladies are doing these days. Oh, Talk about Christ. some pyramid schemes that you're going to be getting into. Oh my God, the MLMs, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think the late 20s to early 30s is like peak MLM season. Oh, fuck yeah, I dude. I don't understand. I've never seen more of this shit on my feeds than I have this. <laughs> hey this, guys, I just started like, my own business. I want everyone to know <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire selling fucking What's juice to my MLM? friends. You want to buy my fucking berry juice? So what the, the fuck f- is MLM? A multi-level marketing it's, oh. it's it's like a it's a goddamn schemes? scheme yeah yes. so they made pyramid yeah. schemes illegal like in the 90s and early 2000s <laughs> and then so now they um actually so i did i did medical sales for a couple of years um that's actually why javi and i didn't graduate the same time so i saw i stopped to sell medical devices as a medical rep and that's both you fell out <laughs> <laughs> i failed no he and, built. uh so we did i did that for a while dude i got hit up by so many fucking people with that with that mlm garbage dude it's so crazy how much you'll see you want to buy my essential oils <laughs> but um anyways anyways i just can't we, we digressed a, a, a bit there. <laughs> but anyways there's just more women there's just more women in nursing and more women are more likely to um you know some some women would like to stay home and uh, you know, doing a rigorous program is just too hard for their tiny brains, and that's all there is to it. Dude. Oh my god! <laughs> that's all there is to it. I think we came to that conclusion, and we all agree, including Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh god! So now here's an interesting one. Oh, all right. So, so this is another win for the nurse practitioner category. So nurse practitioners. Uh, typically, depending on the state you work in, but in a lot of states, they only have to seek recertification every five years. Um, so every five years, and you need um, a thousand hours of clinical practice during that time with 75 to 100 hours of continuing education, whereas CRNAs need at least 40 hours of continuing education, and they have to um, seek recertification every two years, no matter which state you're in. So, so the way I look at that is uh, basically... CRNAs have to know more, and they have more um, things that they need to be educated on and make sure that they're up to date with. Because yeah. CRNAs are better than nurse practitioners and they're smarter, so they have to be so up to date. So you just want to get fucking punched. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know, the the lowly nurse practitioner only has to research every five years because you know oh they don't really. Oh my god. The knowledge. knowledge. The lowly. <laughs> Fucking hate both of you so much. Just because there's so many women in that, that you know, they have to keep track of them, or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna fuck something up. We're gonna fucking kill somebody. You know how they do it. You You gotta watch those women in the workplace. Gotta stick to sandwiches, you know. Yeah. Well, if it was a sandwich making competition, you know, you guys would just be right on the money. Right on the money. You wouldn't ever have to recertify. You'd be good to go. Lifetime certification. (laughs) Sandwich. Certified for life. Certified sandwich maker. No, we're just joking. We really are not super prejudiced against women on the Bro Nurse podcast. Right, guys? Not at all. That's why we brought a token woman onto the panel. Gotta have your token female to prove prove that you are not sexist. See, guys? We're we're, we're, we're cool. God, this is so on trend for 2020, guys. I can't even. Hashtag not my year. (laughs) That's interesting, though, because actually in my program, I would say... 
I would say it was still uh, more females, but I would say it was definitely more balanced than uh, like my BSN program. Uh, we had, I think, like three or four guys in like a 70 person class. And when I did like the FMP parts of class um, that weren't just like my cohort, there was a pretty decent amount of guys, I would say. Um, I would say it was probably like 70, 30. That's pretty dope. But they were there. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot more guys going into the nursing field than there were obviously back in the day. It's becoming a lot more, I guess, the norm than it is the exception. Just because mm-hmm. people are getting smarter, they know that it's, or they realize that with nurse practitioner, with CRNA, you can basically do the things the doctors are doing and not necessarily making doctor money, but at the end of the day, you're not going into 100% doctor 100% not debt. making doctor fucking money. Yeah, but you also got to factor in you're not in doctor debt, you're not having to deal with residency, you're not having to do, deal with any of the headaches that the doctor's having to deal with. But I guess people are, are getting woke to the fact that you don't have to be a doctor to, to do doctor things and to make to make really good money on top of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that just nursing as a as a profession in general is just changing. Um, yeah, I think that it, that you know when nursing started, it was traditionally like a, a female role job, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just the healthcare in general is changing. It used to be like you know this whole pilot mentality where the where the doctor was the captain of the ship and you don't has unquestioning authority on stuff and. Nowadays, everyone's like, that's fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> it's just a person, and they can make mistakes just like everybody else. And it's more of a collaborative effort. Now, I feel like if you're a nurse, you're like part of, you're just like, it's, you're in on the healthcare team now. You're not like a subordinate, you know? A lot of people don't even realize nurses don't work for doctors. <laughs> patients, I mean, still, we get patients Believe like that it every or day. not, I I'm going to tell you. the doctor, and you're going to get fired. Oh, yeah? <laughs> fucking <laughs> yes. tell him, dude. Best fucking luck on your endeavors. That motherfucker doesn't even work even anywhere in my fucking field. And likely they don't even work for the hospital. They work for their yeah. own fucking company. They work in a fucking Texas-based company, bitch. Yeah. Like, Complain all you it. want. Anyways. Oh, you want me to go get him for you? Here he is. <laughs> hey, uh, room 24 wants to say something to you. Fuck that nurse. That... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get me my turkey sandwich. He didn't even blanket. He didn't even put my turkey sandwich in the panini press. There was no goddamn mayonnaise in the packet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Be a nurse, they said. I know, so fun. <laughs> Fucking ER, man. ER nursing. God, I love and I hate it, man. I love and I hate <laughs> love it. Hate. It's a full blown love hate. It really is, and yeah. I, I thought for sure I was gonna go back to the ICU after this assignment, and then I had the actual opportunity here. And I was just like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, I can't do it. <laughs> just as much as I hate the ER, I fucking can't take ICU nurses. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I mean, some I I should say some ICU nurses, they're just the worst. It's like bro. cats and dogs. It just is. It's just a thing. Like the, the personalities are just so different. Yeah, I just want to be it, messy. I want to be messy. I want to, yeah. you know, I want to be in a trauma bay with blood everywhere, and I want to throw shit on the floor. I, I want to, you know, what I realize that's I want to throw shit on the floor. That's my main thing. I realize that I just want to fucking throw stuff on the floor and not have to be the one to pick it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I have a job, looking like a true man, where I can do that, <laughs> I go to the fucking trauma bay, man. I can throw everything on the floor. Nobody says anything. I fucking everything, dude. And there's blood and everyone's just like happy, you know? And then I leave and then a, a special crew comes in and their whole job and is just to sudden, clean up my mess. It looks like nothing happened. Yeah, and I get to come back and it smells nice and it looks nice. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the best. And the ICU, I would fucking leave like a wrapper from a, from a, from a flush or something on the fucking back of the bed somewhere that nobody in a million years would see. And then I would have to hear about it the next shift. So I found that fucking wrapper behind the bed, Scott, I and I have to you, say this, very inappropriate. It can contribute to skin breakdown, okay? <laughs> Imagine if that wrapper got wrapped in his nutsack. <laughs> he would have scrotal, scrotal breakdown. <laughs> scrotal breakdown. I'm just, I just want to be able to close the cavi wipes top without having to fit it through the little thing. Just close it. Yeah, right. close enough, it. Pop one out, close it. That's Open it. the whole fucking fuck top off, take like six of them out. Yeah. Fish it through. 
Seriously. Fucking I want to throw shit on the floor so and I want to use wipes how I want to use them. Seriously. <laughs> I can't, dude. You know, you know, I was like a thousand percent. I'm not even kidding. I was a thousand percent committed to this shit until I fucking, I, I floated to the COVID ICU here in this hospital that I'm at now. One shift, bro, is all it took. One <laughs> fucking shift, dude. One shift with fucking one. Whose name is Karen or Karen, Sue. Nurse fucking Karen. Dude, oh my god, that's all it was. Just one Karen nurse, and I was like, oh man, I had fucking vivid flashbacks, dude. It started like coming at me, like I was rapid fucking, fire. I was having PTSD in the fucking Pixis room, dude. I was just like, oh shit, dude. <laughs> while he was farting, fucking brain shocks and shit. I was like, nah, dude. And then from the, I swear to God, I'm not even making this up, dude. It took one shift. That's it. And I was like, nah, nah. Funny, I, I have, I have dreams of me like being back in the ICU and working in the ICU, and I wake up and I'm like. Oh fuck! Thank God. It's <laughs> a nightmare. <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. Those times are behind me now. <laughs> Those are behind me. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to fucking apply for. I mean, personally, I'm gonna do the CRNA route, so can't wait to apply right, and get it admitted. So, I can, <laughs> so I don't so have I can to get fucking get the fuck out of here. Because now I'm like, man, what if I have to like bounce back for like an assignment or two just to say that I've recent, you know? Because I haven't been in ICU in like a year and a half. So like, I think they say within three to five years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. So what well, do you guys? professionals were the most trustworthy in the nation. So what do you guys think? It is actually uh, nursing is the most trusted job, like five years in a row. Fun it's fact. Because no one's ever met you. That's because people <laughs> don't have an idea of what nurses are without any real context. You know, they're like nurses are they're just so nice and they care about so much and they don't get they're not human and they don't have problems. You know, but it's good to be a member of the most trusted industry in the nation. I'm glad we can all carry the weight for you, Scott. You can reap benefits of our... <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like, me? Oh, what are you talking about? I'm so trustworthy. Meanwhile, you know. Meanwhile. Nursing dose. <laughs> How's that point five of Ativan treating you? Good? I'm yeah, it's because you got two. <laughs> you got the whole vial, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't never do that. I would never do that. No. Never. No nurse no. would ever do that. It's against the rules. Nursing, do nursing dose is simply... Uh, just what people say. It's a word on the street. It's all it is. It's hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. But anyway, so what do you guys think? How do you feel about nurse practitioner versus CRNA? I'm going to give the panel, I'm going to give Ashley uh, her closing arguments on why you should become a nurse practitioner. Oh, God. I'm going to give her, we're going to put, here, we're going to put two minutes on the clock. <laughs> She's going to play Jeopardy music. She's going to get <laughs> She's going to get 2 minutes to sell it to you. Are you ready? Oh god. And go. All right. So, I'm not going to sell you NP school. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it from my perspective. Scott put the fucking timer down. <laughs> 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 all right you're cutting into my fucking time. so anyways um i think at the end of the day just you just gotta do what's best for you um like i said i i shattered a crna it just wasn't for me i couldn't see myself doing that long term um it's not for everybody but it's got to be for somebody so if it's for you phenomenal go for it be ready to bury your head in the sand and get shit done um for me uh my program is a little bit different too. I didn't just choose one program, I chose three. So um, my perspective is gonna be a little bit different. Um, nobody in my program worked. I was the only one that worked and that was because I had to, to pay bills. So um, I didn't have the luxury of not working. Uh, that would have been nice, but- Shots fired, Javi, shots fired. Pew, 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 <laughs> but, um, but no, um, yeah, if you, if you cannot work through school, I mean, fucking power to you don't, cause you're just gonna, you're gonna be less stressed. You're gonna have more time to study and do the things you need to do, not spread yourself too thin. Um, I, I just really enjoy, uh, being able to choose. Like if I want to do cardiology, I can do cardiology. If I want to go fucking hate my life and be in the ER, I'm going to fucking do it. I want to go be in the ICU and be in the ICU. So you, there's a lot of versatility. You can be outpatient. You can be inpatient. You can fucking start your own clinic and work as a primary care nurse practitioner by yourself if you want. So 
Yes, Botox. Yeah, I need Botox. Look at me. But Botox. yeah, I mean, you can you can go into derm. You, there's a million things you can do. So I think that's one big big thing is if you like anesthesia and that's your fucking heart and soul, fucking do it. But you're gonna be doing anesthesia forevs, and you're gonna be making good money to do it. So fuck, go for it. But, get that jet um, ski. Get that fucking jet ski, boy. But um, yeah, for me that just wasn't it. It just it wasn't my thing. So I'm gonna I'll find something. I'll find someone to hire me eventually. And um, that's that. You're going to be able to do a bazillion things with your license. You can still make very good money, believe it or not, uh, unless you live in Florida because they don't fucking pay anybody for anything. So Facts. if you want to make money, my tips are um, don't live in Florida. Uh, you can be a CRNA. It's certainly an option. Um, yeah. All righty. Uh, if there's anyone out there looking for a solid nurse practitioner... That went to three different programs at once, and also, shots fired at Javi, worked the entire time. Yeah. Hit Javi. up Ashley. She's here. She's ready. She's available. She's thirsty. She bills. She's thirsty as a nurse. For money. For money. Um, all right, Javi. So uh, here you go. Closing arguments. Why should we? Closing be- arguments. Why should we become a fucking CRNA, dude? Sell it. Because it's the best job in the world. Because jet skis. That's it. Jet skis. He's like, um, money. Uh, how much time do I have left? Because money. Period. How much time? All right. Oh, what was that? Three seconds. And two okay. minutes and forty-seven seconds left. All right, got it. Because uh, boats and hoes. What? Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. No, in all seriousness. Catalina wine mixer. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. In all seriousness, like, yeah, anesthesia is is very specific, and you obviously have to love it, and you have to know what you're getting into before you get into it um but i guess if i had to put it into words crna so why do crna versus nurse practitioner at the end of the day you got to do what you love shadow somebody who's a crna and don't just shadow somebody who's doing whether it's just gi or just in the or you got to know what everything everything that goes into it because there's it's not just one aspect of anesthesia there's a whole realm of anesthesia you can do OB, putting epidural spinals all day. You can work at a surgical center doing regional blocks and crazy shit, dealing, basically doing things on your own without really an anesthesia provider there or an attending there. You can work in the main OR. You can do neuro cases, cardiac cases, just your regular run-in-the-mill cases. You can go to the ER and get called for emergency intubations and difficult intubations. You can... You can even inject Botox and do something, do derm work if you really wanted to. There's a certification course you can do for that. You can work in ketamine clinics, pain management clinics. There's there's a bunch of different things that, that goes into it. And at the end of the day, you're getting paid a shit ton of money to do it. So All about that money, baby. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but in all honesty, it's obviously, I mean, it's honestly not about the money, but... Um, it is. It... <laughs> <laughs> For people but like Scott. No, it's <laughs> money, money, money. Gotta get that money. Um, just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just putting people to sleep and playing crossword puzzles all day. There's there's definitely a lot more that goes into it. And and you just more gotta try More than just Candy Crush and Chill? Or? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want a Candy Crush so, and Chill? While I stick this you, tube down your throat? Me in the OR, how about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how about that? You get, to, you get to do a lot of cool shit. You, and I know nurse practitioners can do this stuff too, but... Um, you get to do central lines, you get to do blocks. When I say blocks, it's basically doing nerve blocks. Um, you can do epidurals, you can do central lines, you can do, like, a lot of cool shit goes into doing it. And you also have to be very knowledgeable about a lot of things. Like, it's not just, again, it's not just putting people to sleep. There's a lot of things that go into that. And and I, you, you just have to love it. You have to love it. You gotta love and, it. And yeah, and don't don't like I've said I've said before. Don't let the horror stories. Don't let the financial things. Don't let not working for three years. Don't let that scare you away. If that's if that's scaring you away, because I know it scares a lot of people away. It's all bullshit. There's loans. You can get loans. You can pay those off when you're done. You're gonna make more than enough money to pay them off. And yeah, I mean it's it's not as hard as everybody thinks it is. That's right. So, what would you say? Who who would you guys say won this one? Text us and let us know. Leave a comment. <laughs> Leave a comment on the 
Uh, if you'd like to text Javi or Ashley, their phone numbers are 954. <laughs> Just kidding. 954, Mimi in the kitchen. <laughs> Mimi outside. How about that? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it's a bunch of really good information. I think we pretty much answered everybody's questions about this topic. You know what I really wanted to touch on, though, today? Um, sorry to interrupt. But I really want to touch on this fucking irresponsible fucking reporting, dude. Like, this shit has been driving me fucking crazy, especially with this coronavirus nonsense. Like, so I just posted that that Florida link. There's so Mm. much bullshit in these articles that are being, like, nationally publicized. And it makes me wonder about the agenda of these fucking, of this shit. Like, is it... Is the agenda to spread mass hysteria, or is that what we're going for? Do, do they want us to shut the economy down? Like, do, I don't understand. Like, what's the purpose of? Because this Florida article says like Florida hits all-time record for uh, most cases in a state, but then yeah, it's there's like there's also testing a lot more widespread testing that's happening. Yeah, obviously you test more people, you're going to have more positive cases. They also yeah so, they in in the body of the article is. They've tested, they have the fucking world record for the amount of tests in one day also. So it's like, yeah, if you yeah. test every single person. But, you know, Dog MD, he has a really good point about this. He's like, you shouldn't, he says we shouldn't be so concerned about what individual, um, we shouldn't be so concerned about whether or not you have the coronavirus. And this is kind of takes me back to when we first started in the ER when the coronavirus first started coming, when COVID-19 first started coming around, we weren't, we weren't even testing people that were symptomatic. If they had, if they weren't, we didn't have a lot of tests. So like if they were symptomatic and they didn't have any other explanation, like they were negative for the flu swab. So we do like a PCR swab on them, which tests them for like all the other respiratory viruses. And if they were negative for everything and coronavirus and, and they weren't like actively dying from COVID-19, then we would just say, you have COVID-19, go home and quarantine for fucking two weeks. Don't be around anybody because the, re- the reality is you're not going to die from it. You know, you're otherwise healthy. You're doing OK. You know, you could just go home and quarantine. Don't spread it because there are like um, there are vulnerable populations you know, and we don't want you to spread it to those motherfuckers, but you're fine, you know, and ZDog MD talks about that. He's like, we don't, testing every person isn't, isn't the priority that they're making it out to be, you know, it's having a, a million tests and done in one day isn't important as treating the people that are actually sick, you know. You want to talk right. about Goya? <laughs> Goya beans, baby. So talking about Wayfair and their sex trafficking. Oh, that's actually a good one too, dude. But on the Goya beans thing, it's a fucking funniest <laughs> meme, dude. It was like um, America uh, tries to prove that it's racially um, uh, uh, sensitive or some shit like that. Like culturally sensitive. Culturally sensitive by fucking dismantling the largest <laughs> minority-owned business <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> Idiots. It's like, yeah, it's like, guys. How ignorant. Great how job. How ignorant are you? How People ignorant are, so are you to go and, and boycott and say that you're all for Hispanic community and Hispanic this and equal equality and all this shit? You're saying to boycott a fucking company that's owned by Hispanics that mostly sells to Hispanics <laughs> because he says he likes Trump. Like, what? Yeah, what? Don't, don't eat those beans, Come guys. Come on, man. It's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. man. So ignorant. It's, a, it's the worst part is like the people that are touting all this stuff. They literally have, they they have blinders on, like they have no concept of the damage that they're doing with this like outrage culture, you know, cancel culture bullshit. You know, it's like oh Goya says something I don't like, let's kill Goya. It's like that's so. <laughs> you sound like a fascist, dude. <laughs> like what the fuck? And that's the thing. The funny thing is that Goya is what was it that they committed a million dollars or a million cans of some kind of beans to a homeless shelter and I think a million dollars to the homeless shelters to like food some food something basically food they're donating they're putting their money where the yeah food bank they're putting their money where their mouth is and they're actually helping people and helping the community and you have people who are ignorant that turn around and say oh no let's boycott them because they say they're for Trump or that he's doing good things or whatever like you can have your political opinion but why do I have to boycott something because you say so or because it doesn't agree with your political opinion why do you have to hurt someone because they don't agree with you like why are you trying to hurt goya 
because they you don't agree. If you don't agree with them, shut the fuck up and don't agree with them, bitch. That's it. Like, yeah. you don't have to fucking try to hurt them because of it. Like, Jesus Christ, man. What it's the like fuck the is going on? the same concept, too, like, with people, like, with their friends in general. Like, you disagree on a topic and it's like... It's like the end of the world. It's like, it's okay. We can disagree. Like, we can have difference of opinion. We can still be friends. It's going to be all right. Yeah. I I just don't understand. People get, like, so caught in their feelings. I'm like, this has to go. I can't. People have too many feelings. Like, shut that shit down. It's too much. Too much feelings. You care too much. You got to dial it back. Care less. And you'll never be disappointed. I agree. I agree with that. I think it's just it's just the culture, you know? It's just the bread culture. I, I posted this thing and it was like, I think we can conclude that the timeout generation didn't, didn't produce as good of a citizen as the ass-beating generation did. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. It's like, let's talk about our feelings. It's like, no, how about you just shut the fuck up? Sometimes right. your feelings don't fucking matter, you stupid little asshole. Hashtag That's what I not all say. feelings matter. Not all feelings matter, <laughs> bitch. It's not the same. Like, if you have feelings... Maybe keep them to yourself. Maybe if Learn you don't to agree. to shut that shit down like the rest of us. Yeah, dude. And it's like if people want to support Trump, let them support Trump. Who's it? It's not hurting you. If you, if you don't want to support Trump, don't support Trump. I just don't Trump. understand it. I just, it's not, every, not everything's for you to understand. So, Seriously. Like, Seriously. You just got to do what's right for you, you know? For sure. Do you. Boo-boo. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and so just kind of want to wrap everything up here. So yeah, guys, do us a favor. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Google Play. I know a lot of people don't use Google Play, but we just thought we would make it available for everybody because we care. Because we're diverse. Because we're very diverse. We're we're a culturally appropriate podcast. Culturally sensitive. Very culturally sensitive. We eat Goya beans regardless of whether or not we enjoy (laughs) who they support with their money. Because... (laughs) We're not outraged like everyone else. We have a very cool head under pressure, which makes us great nurses, right, guys? But I can, yes, I sir. think we can all agree on one thing that we do hate and we do not agree with, and that is the Rona. Nobody likes the Rona. The Rona can go fuck itself. Nobody likes what it does right, to it people. Can. And Nobody. if you do like the Rona, don't fucking subscribe. Do not like us because we don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-maskers. Yeah. Just kidding. But uh, yeah, dude, give us a like. Uh, it helps us a lot. It helps the podcast a lot when everybody rates us uh, five stars, you know, a million stars, however many fucking whatever the rating system is, just do it. Just kind of like the pain scale, like one to 10, but we want a 12. Yeah, just give us a 12. Right. Say something nice. Write in some words. But no, guys, it's been great having you, Javi. It's great great having you again, uh, Ashley. You guys are like fucking, I mean, Javi's like a, a regular fucking member of the podcast at this point. <laughs> We're basically family. I know, Jesus. But yeah, we always have been. Yeah, totes, dude, totes. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in, man. Um, if you have any other episodes or anything you want to hear, hit us up. Hit me up on my Instagram. Everybody knows my Instagram. It's the Bro Nurse Official. Hit us up. Hit up uh, Mrs. Steel Yo Pen. Hit up Javi. What's your Instagram, Javi? I forgot. We're not gonna. Uh, we're not. I don't. Gonna, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't post cool shit anyways. So First of okay. all, he's in CRNA. So he, he doesn't have. have time he, he doesn't have a life. Media, okay? <laughs> don't hit up Javi. He doesn't have time for you. <laughs> the answer is gonna be no. Hit him up once he gets his jet ski. They don't have time. <laughs> all right. That's it, bro. Deuces, so bitch. Actually, uh... Bye. Peace.